1: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
0: T's and C's apply. New South Wales, authorisation number TP-01005.
1: Gearing up for Dometic. Everything you need for adventures big or small. Mobile living made easy. Dometic. Time for gearing up for the Dometic Patrol, an icebox with a sense of adventure. And earlier in the week, I caught up with Bomber Farrell, one of our real brand ambassadors, and he's been traveling Tasmania with his beautiful wife, Kelly, and they've got a great story to tell. Bomber Farrell joins me, a Shimano pro angler, and of course, a real brand angler as well. Bomber, you've been traveling around Tasmania over the last few weeks, your trip looks absolutely spectacular. You've done it via an RV with your beautiful wife, Cal. Talk us through it. Why did you decide on, on Tassie? That sort of makes a bit of sense because of how tough the international travel has been because you have fish all over the globe, but this has been a special trip.
0: Yeah, well, Danger it has, it has been a special trip in special circumstances. we actually booked to go to WA, but... um. Yeah, there's an iron wall across there. So after that was um, <laughs> uh, established and known, we uh we uh changed the idea and we've, we've uh travelled around Australia a lot and uh, we've done a few different RV trips as you've alluded to um, internationally and also New Zealand. So we um we thought we'd just book an RV and um, head down to Tassie and we've like been able to sort of have about a four weeks stint down here, which we're just finishing up and got the RV and uh, got a couple of mates down around the place here have lent us a bit of gear along the way and and then we've just sort of made the most of that opportunity and just sort of let out with our nose and a map and the weather and, and, and off we went.
1: Yeah, this isn't barra fishing, this isn't sail fish that obviously you, you catch a huge amount of uh, up in the NT and Grid Island specifically. This is trout fishing and fly fishing, something that you love doing and there is something special about fly fishing around Tassie and the hunt for the fish, it's, for those that haven't been to Tassie but have been to, you know, the waters of New Zealand, it's a very, very similar country.
0: Yeah, I in some of those rivers um, are pretty similar, but then I think what Tassie does have, which um, a lot of places don't have, I think, are those natural lakes like up in the central plateau um, where you get to go and... depending on the weather Uh, you get to go and hunt and stalk out some some big fish in shallow waters Uh, when you get a good rise or a hatch up there there's nothing like it and then tailing fish early in the morning um and the wildlife that goes with it it really is something else uh, i think for those people who do who do get on with the old wand and go and chase a couple of trout
1: one of the things that I've loved uh, on your socials, I actually thought it was a grizzly bear. I thought you'd all of a sudden transported yourself to Alaska, but you found yourself eye to eye with a, uh, a very dangerous swimming wombat.
0: Yeah, I feel a that like of all things that ever happened, that is just the most, one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen in my life. Like, I always looked at a wombat, and that is like one Australian animal that I think you are not designed to swim. <laughs> uh, and, and at five o'clock in the morning, I've got up and it was blowing a and a gale up the top of those Western lakes. I've walked up to this spot and I've just sort of, he's just opposite me and he's walked sort of towards me, but right onto the bank. At that point in time, I'm, I'm grabbing a photo, a platypus popped up. In between as well, and I didn't button on quick enough for that for the platypus to get into shot. And this guy's looked just standing on this rock like sniffing at the water. I'm thinking, mate, is there a salmon going past or a trout? <laughs> like you're about to claw this thing. <laughs> like you want to, you want to be something that you're not. Um, anyway, I, I, I um, it went on for about five, six minutes with this with following this amazing warm bat. Then turned around and he he walked out and he started wandering off into the water. And I've sort of then crossed this little little culvert that I was in, gone to the other side, I'm 20, 30 metres behind him. And then he just started swimming out into the middle of the lake, goes through this whole weed bed and went out and he just swam out. like, And it was it's too deep out there where, uh, where he was eventually. Then he'd come back all the way back around and then I end up walking a couple of metres from him. I think he was pretty sort of buggered after swimming his 20 uh, Ks in the morning, I'd say. Was um, and I was sort of, I just literally followed him to the bank, and he didn't even run off, he just waddled off, got out of the water, he shook himself off like a little dog, that was hilarious, and then just wanders onto the bank and then just trots off uh, into the grass, and I'm just like, yeah, well, I don't know what that was all about, but...
1: Yeah, ready ready to start, start his day.
0: Yeah, oh, not know, what a way to start the day, just for a bit of a swim in the freezing cold water up there in the Highlands.
1: Fishing trips are all about, or well, for some, for many ticking off those bucket list items uh, and, and and improving on your PBs. Now, you've done that with a beautiful brown trout. Take us through that moment because it's it's certainly special as an angler to catch a wild brown, but to catch a really good-sized wild brown like you did, it was a stonking fish.
0: Well, mate, I'll tell you what I've caught a few fish in the day and I have been chasing trout since I was, yeah, a little fella. One of the first fish I ever caught was a brown trout. I've always chased him and finally donged a seven-pounder. Um, and, mate, I was, I was there. Kelly was in the RV and I said, oh, look, I'm just going to go for a walk. Uh, and I was, it was a couple of, I oh, probably about an hour walk into this little lake. And I've walked all the way up this creek, got to the lake. And, mate, I was there for 10 minutes. Couldn't believe it. I donged this thing straight away. And... Uh, I was just beside myself. I just, I'm, I just, I actually didn't fathom the whole thing until afterwards. And <laughs> I was just like, on, on the dry fly, which would have been the whole, the whole trip i have been on the dry fly. I actually just blind cast. I didn't even see the fish. I was just like up there. Nothing was rising. I was having a bit of a look. And I thought, oh, this is like a likely spot. I just put a cast in, just waited for a bit. And all of a sudden, just born this big mouth comes out, just go clip and off the top. And I'm just like, oh, yes, you are kidding me. And then, once it hit the net, I was just like, oh, you, yeah. oh, just mate, I was, yeah, I was beside myself, couldn't believe it. Had to quickly try to whip out the phone on the bank to try to get a photo. <laughs> that,
1: that's not really
0: <laughs> ideal by yourself. Um, but oh, mate, it was unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. So stoked. Um, yeah, definitely one of those things, like you, exactly what you alluded to the trout fisherman is like kicking off a big brown, uh, out in the wild is just nothing like it.
1: Does a trip like that, and a, and and well, you're still on it at the moment, and a fish like that solidify for you that, that Tassie once again, it's it's got enormous uh, dinosaurs that are swimming in the the waters, um, you know, within 50 k's of shore that are that are huge southern bluefin tuna, that are massive swordfish, and then you know you head inland and you catch you catch incredible browns. It's such an incredible fishery that, that doesn't always get the kudos that it deserves, certainly away from fishing circles.
0: Oh, yeah, I think you're dead right. I think a lot of locals like to keep none of their hat too, I'd say, as well. <laughs> um, but I think for, for anglers who do come down, who make the effort, I think because of the situation that people would typically come in, they might not spend enough time fishing, whereas you're going around looking at some of the estuaries if you're you came down for a short trip, you're just going to have a look and go, oh, geez, that'd be good to fish there. But you don't have the time to commit to go through and follow through and actually enjoy what the fishing really does have to offer. Because I think even the brim fishing, um, some of them other mates baits fishing in the estuary for perch, flathead, even massive King George whiting, uh, that's all them tap down here. Mm. Uh, so you're dead right with it. It is a very an unbelievable fishery, and you really would have to love just to commit like a month of just having a boys' trip, honestly, fishing down here would be unbelievable. With about a four or five metre boat, it'd be a
1: blast. Because that's certainly what you haven't done, uh, dragging poor old Cal around Tasmania for the last month. Uh, Bomber, it's been a, uh, a wonderful chat, as always. <laughs> it always is. Uh, thanks for your time this morning. Enjoy the rest of the trip, and uh, we'll no doubt be talking to you once you're back uh, in the NT. No worries. Thanks, Dane. Have a good one, mate.